Welcome to the Let's Ditch Misophonia podcast. I'm your host, Brooklyn, and I suffered from misophonia for more than 20 years before finally eliminating it through unconscious reprogramming using modalities like neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, rapid resolution therapy, and more. The goal of this podcast is sharing how unconscious reprogramming can help you lessen trigger sounds, alleviate suffering, and create more joy in your life. You deserve to do the things you love with the people you love uninterrupted. In today's episode, welcome to another episode of the Let's Ditch Misphonia podcast. In today's episode, we are talking all about progress There is a tendency as human beings that once we achieve something or once we make progress, that becomes the new norm and then we become unhappy with the amount of progress we've made. Or we achieve something that's actually really big and we should be celebrating because I don't know if you know this, but uh, being a human being is freaking hard sometimes. And we don't give ourselves enough credit. And so a lot of us will make progress that other people would think is monumental, but we're like, no, I haven't made enough progress. And so the other day I was having a session with one of my clients and they really wanted to start taking these classes again, these classes that are outside of the home, like an in-person class. And before we even started our session, they were at a place where they just, they didn't want to go. Like, of course they wanted to go, they wanted to be able to go, but the thought of actually going seemed too scary. It was fear that was weighing them down. They just thought like, I'm gonna be too triggered, right? Because they have misophonia, I'm gonna be too triggered, it's gonna be too painful, and I'm just gonna be disappointed. By the end of our session, they had gone from this mindset to, you know what? There's actually a class today. Like, I might go to this class today. I'm excited to go. This could be a good chance to like, get out there and and do this. And so I told them, I was like, you know what? Even if you don't go to that class today, like I hope you do, but even if you don't make it to that class, you can already be so proud of yourself because look at the transformation you've created. You've gone from no way in hell to, you know what? There's actually a class today. And this was just in a matter of, I think our call was maybe 45 minutes. That's a huge accomplishment. And then I told him, I was like, you know what? Let's say that you decide you're going to the class, you get there, you get to the door, and then you say, nope, I'm out. And then you turn around and go home. Celebrate that. That's progress. Maybe the next time you walk into the door, you walk in through the door, you say hi to your friends, and then you're like, all right, I'm out. And you turn around and you go home. That's progress. Maybe you go in and you make it through half the class and then you remove yourself. That's amazing. Celebrate it, right? Whatever progress you're making, progress is progress. And the more we recognize it and the more we celebrate it, the mind is like, hmm, all right, I must be doing something right. This is pretty cool. And then it creates more of that. And we are more inclined to continue moving forward rather than saying, oh, well, I failed. I didn't, I didn't even make it through the door or I didn't make it through a whole class. I failed. Like I'm never going to be able to do this. If that's the mindset that we have, 
then yeah, we'll probably never be able to do it because mind is feeling bad and it's like, ugh, this thing makes us feel icky. Let's not do any more of that. We tend to avoid what doesn't feel good and we lean into what does. So in this case, they would probably lean into staying at home instead of going to the class. But if we can celebrate even just that progress of walking up to the door, mind is thinking, okay, I like this. I'm being celebrated. Let's create more of this. And you're more likely to continue going to that class and making a little bit more progress each time. I think some people also, especially with misophonia, we can be so hard on ourselves. Like maybe we hear a sound that used to trigger us and we still feel a bit triggered, but maybe it's not as bad as before, right? That's amazing. But there's a tendency to think, well, I'm still triggered, so I guess I failed. I'm not making, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing it right or I'm not making any progress. Any progress forward is good progress. And the more we can recognize that and celebrate that, as I've said a million times, I'm just repeating myself, the easier it's going to get to be, or the easier it'll be to create more of that. This is also something that I've started doing with my clients is having them before we meet, having them rate their misophonia on a scale from zero to five, zero being not a problem at all. I'm a 0.5, by the way, to five being absolutely severe at its worst. And then after each session, I will have them rank again where they're at. Yes, this data is important for me as their coach. Of course, it's really helpful to see this data. But to be totally honest with you, this scale is primarily for them because it shows them physical evidence of their progress. And I remind my clients, let's say we don't make any progress, any more progress from here. Like, this is where we stay. You're still bothered by some sounds. You're not bothered by some others. Like, this is, this is where we are. You are still better off than you were before you did any work at all. And that's amazing. Like, your life, your quality of life is better than it was before. So even if you don't make any more progress, that's still something to celebrate. I know there's also a fear of, well, if we create results or we get results, like let's say that we are no longer triggered by a certain sound. So let's say that we have eliminated the trigger sound of whistling and we go a week and a half, two weeks, and we're not triggered at all. And then the start of that third week, we hear whistling and we're triggered again. And then we think, oh, well, I've just lost all the progress I made. I guess this doesn't work. I guess there's no hope for me. But here's how I see it. If you've gotten to the point where you are now, wherever you're at in your life, you can always get back to this point again. If you've done it once, you can do it again. I know I've mentioned Catherine Zinkina before. She's a manifestation coach. One of the examples that she uses in her courses is you might see those millionaires who build up these businesses and then they lose it all. And what do they go out and do? A lot of them go out and they, they create another business. They find a way to make that money back. You also see some people, though, who win the lottery, and it's such a shock to their system. They're like, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never had this much money. I don't know how to handle this. I don't know how to, how to adjust to this lifestyle. And so they spend it all, and then a month later, they're right back where they started. And one way that we can avoid that 
is by celebrating our progress along the way. There's also a lot of mindset work that goes into that as well, right? So that we don't feel like we need to get ready, rid of money as fast as possible. Or more specific to misophonia, we make all this progress and then we're like, oh, this feels weird. I'm supposed to be afraid of these things. And then we backpedal and we become, you know, triggered again by all these sounds. Obviously, there's mindset work that goes into that. I do that work for myself with my clients. But we can also help solidify and remain in that place by continuing to celebrate our progress along the way. Because again, mind is thinking, oh, we're celebrating this. This feels good. I want more of this. Whereas if you keep, again, I said this at the top of the podcast, if you keep saying, oh, well, you know, this will never work or yeah, I'm not as triggered, but it's probably just going to go back to the way that it was or I've made some progress, but it's not good enough. You're just continuing to feed the mind negativity and it's going to say, okay, they don't like this. I want less of this. We need to avoid this. And so it's naturally going to find a way back to where you were. And so celebrating your progress can help you continue to create more and more of it because what we focus our attention on, that's where the energy goes. And so if we're focusing our attention on this will never work, I'm never going to make any progress, it probably won't work and you won't make any progress. But if you can focus on, hey, you know what? I, I'm seeing some results. Am I, am I to my end goal yet? Am I where I really want to be? Not yet, but I'm getting there. Small steps are just as good as big steps. Eventually, you're going to get to that end destination. Maybe you don't get there as fast as somebody else. That's fine. The, the story that I like to think of is when I was in college, I was a full-time student. I was taking 15 credit hours and I was told you have to take 15 credit hours that you can graduate in four years. Well, I was also working full-time as a manager at a car wash and also having misophonia. It peaked again in college. It was absolutely miserable. I was starting to fall behind. I got so sick that I ended up in the ER and it, you know, my IBS started flaring up again. I had a whole bunch of tests done. I missed like two weeks of, of school. It was a whole thing. And I, I remember in my nonviolent communication class, this actually was a, a huge game changer for me. We did this exercise where we took all of our have to, like I have to do this. We took our have to statements and we reframed them into choose to statements. And so I wrote out, I have to work 40 plus hours a week so I can pay my bills. Another thing that I wrote out was I have to take 15 credit hours so that I can graduate in four years. And so of course, I then reframed these into choose to's. Okay, so I'm choosing to work. Sorry if you can hear the pitter patter, that's my dog. I, I reframed it into I choose to work 40 hours a week so that I can pay my bills. I reframe the other statement, I choose to take 15 credit hours so that I can graduate in four years. And when I realize this isn't something that I have to do, this is a choice that I'm making, it opened my eyes up to, well, wait a minute. Do I even, is it even important to me to graduate in four years? Like, do I really need to graduate in four years? Will it be a big deal if I graduate in four and a half or five? And then I looked at the reasoning of, I choose to work 40 hours so I can pay my bills. Do I need to work 40 hours to cover all of my expenses? At that time, the answer was no. 
I had a roommate. I was actually making more money than I needed. And so after doing this, this reframe, it changed everything because then I realized like I have a choice. I don't have to do this. I can choose something else. And so I ended up taking 12 credit hours instead of 15. And I actually demoted myself. I went to my general manager and I said, this is too much. Can I go back to just being an associate? I don't want to be a manager anymore. And that made it so that I could work less than 40 hours. Why am I sharing this story? One, I think that have to to choose to is an amazing reframe for whatever it is that you're experiencing in your life. But also because that was something that I was initially worried about. Like if I don't graduate in four years, that's that's not good, right? Like everyone's like, you have to take 15 credit hours, you have to graduate in four. But you know what? I graduated in four and a half years. I went another semester. The people that I started college with, they had already graduated. They were going out into the world and I was still there for a semester. I had to do my like walk, you know, when you walk for graduation, I was doing it with people who like I had graduated a year before them because they only do, you know, the walk like once a year. So I had to wait till the spring, even though I graduated in the fall. And so I was walking with people who had graduated a year before. But you know what? When I look at my life, does going to college an extra semester, has that affected me in any way? Definitely not negatively. It affected me positively because then I wasn't so overwhelmed with so many classes. But at the end of the day, I don't care that I went four and a half years. Yeah, there's a lot of people who graduated faster than me. They got to their end destination. They got to that diploma faster than me. They got their degree faster than me. But who cares? I still did it. I still did it. And you know what? I was really proud of myself for making that decision because I realized I was putting a lot of pressure on myself instead of allowing myself to create an environment where I could succeed. And that meant doing what was best for me, even if it meant getting to my end goal a little bit slower. And so if you're working toward eliminating your misophonia, maybe, you know, you haven't worked with me, but you've tried other things. Maybe you've tried other modalities. You've tried other techniques and programs. That's what's great about misophonia is more people are researching it now more than ever, which means there's more treatments and modalities available to help you. So maybe you've tried something else and you have seen some progress, but it's, it's not as much as you'd like. That's okay. That's okay. Just because one thing got you to, you know, from point A to point B and you're trying to get to C, that doesn't mean that you can't continue to make progress. Maybe it's just trying something else, trying a new program, a new modality to continue. We can still celebrate though the progress that you have made. And that again, I'll repeat it again because I think it's so important. Mind, when you celebrate, mind is like, oh, this feels good right? They're excited. Let's do more of this. Let's see how much more progress we can make. That's what I wanted to share today. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you do want to work with me, I will have a link in the show notes to my one-on-one coaching. I also have a group program called Rewire Misophonia at the Source. You can hop on the wait list. So you're the first to know when it launches again. The time that this podcast comes out, we should be, we should have already started the first round, I believe is the timing on that. So hop on the wait list. You'll be the first to know when the second round opens. And I cannot wait to work with you and talk with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will catch you in the next one.